0: Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast, the ultimate resource for professionals looking to improve their English skills. If you have an intermediate to advanced level of English and you want to improve or experience a lack of time and practice opportunities, we're here to help. Every week, you'll have a new episode that addresses your specific English language needs. Providing tips and insights to help you excel in business meetings, negotiate contracts, deliver impactful presentations, or engage in casual conversations with international colleagues. Don't let the lack of time and practice hold you back. Tune in and unlock your full potential as a fluent English speaker.
1: Welcome to the Fluent English Pro Podcast. Today, I am with my amazing partner, David. How are you?
2: I'm good. What's up? How are you doing?
1: <laughs> good, Greg. Thank you. So today we have an important topic. I think it is very important for the people that is trying to learn a new language, yes. right? And it's four strategies for dealing with fear and anxiety in language learning, right?
2: Yeah, there, there is a very particular thing about this topic, uh, Paola, and it is that not many people speak about it.
1: Yes, that's true.
2: I think that is a very serious thing and a uh, thing that a lot of people experience, but many people don't speak about that. It's not mentioned whenever you are learning a new language, nobody covers that. And, and it, I think it's very important because that limits us and that prevents us from having usually a conversation or a, or a good learning process.
1: I think everyone, uh, everyone, because... Yeah now
2: yeah 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 absolutely. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, <laughs> i absolutely agree
1: yes because it's something new for you right yes, yes and everything yes, yes, that yes. is new is going to be hard yes so you know i was reading the other day i was reading about anxiety and an article and in this article the authors describe four main causes of english speaking fears right so the first one was psychological Mm -hmm. talks about the affective support, the stress and the confidence that you need.
2: Yes. Like sometimes personal, uh, like uh, features of your personality or personal experiences that are not related to learning English can affect your process of learning English because you feel vulnerable when you are learning English. Like you don't know how to communicate. You are... Exposing yourself to making mistakes and you have like that fear of judgment, which is absolutely normal and it's okay to experience that. But for some people, that is a factor that paralyzes them. Of course. Yeah. And usually it's related like to life experiences that are not necessarily connected to learning English.
1: And something that we have mentioned before, it's about uh, we usually talk about, no, talk to ourselves like in limited like statements, that like we say, yes. I cannot do this. Yeah. This is hard. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do this.
2: Yeah. What stories do you tell yourself?
1: Exactly. So be kind to yourself. It's always that we always say, and it's I think it's uh, something very important to have and to keep in mind, right? The second one was about methodological, like for example, practice, right? Yes. So you need to practice a lot. We know that. But if you practice with topics that you are not interested in, you, it's going to be harder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, Paula, in my experience as a teacher, when, it, when you mention like methodological issues, it. it has to do with many factors. Uh, the system of education doesn't really help the process because you have like 35 to 40 students in one classroom, which is not ideal for teaching English. Uh, you have teachers who are underpaid, who are overworked busy. in a condition that is not uh, appropriate for teaching a language. So many times the activities are dull, boring, inefficient, repetitive, uh, not because the teacher is bad, but that's like the environment doesn't allow for anything else. So that usually generates a bad connection between the person And the language that generates, I don't know, like um, rejection. Yes, it generates friction. So people might associate English with something that is boring or that Mm -hmm. is repetitive. Or maybe it might also happen like the teacher was not uh, nice at the moment of giving you feedback or making corrections. So that will leave a mark in how you relate to English.
1: Yeah, of course. So imagine that you are not kind with yourself and you are not confident with English right and in addition to that the um, class it's boring for you yes so it's it harder. doesn't help and it talks about to um the study organization how do you organize your time to study right to practice yes. your English the other uh, causes the other cause is cognitive it talks about indifference to learning the process so you start learning English because you are not. Your boss uh, told you that you have to learn English, but you are not interested in. So, you you don't put a lot of effort in learning, right? Yes. Another factor is not enough grammar or vocabulary. That's really, really hard, I think. Because if you don't have vocabulary or you don't have the basic grammar, Mm -hmm. it's going to be harder. So, you need to learn the grammar. It's not just understand what the... I don't know. You are watching a series and you understand what the people are saying in the chapter right is understand the grammar and what is happening in the conversation i think the grammar it's very important and the last one is social oh,
2: I, I would like to add something okay. to the cognitive part okay and it is different students learn and improve at different speeds mm-hmm. so you can have that pressure in that in that anxiety because You see other people are learning faster and they are picking up the new concepts or the new grammar faster and you feel like you're behind. And that is like very stressful. That is very stressful. And I will totally understand that. However, it's important to bear in mind that everybody has a different process and everybody has different strengths and weaknesses. When it comes to the cognitive, there are things that you are better at. And things that you are not so good at. Everybody has the same features. Yes. It's okay. Uh, like in my case, I am terrible at mathematics. I'm, I'm, I <laughs> I suck at mathematics. <laughs> that's why I studied English actually. Right. Yes. Uh, but I'm very good with languages. So other people are going to be way better at other skills and they are going to struggle or have difficulties at learning English. That's because that's how we are built. Everybody's built differently and they have different strengths and different weaknesses. And there is also that part, uh, Paula, related to age. I have had students who are very young. You have like that neuroplasticity still like very, that is very flexible. Your brain is still very open to learning new things. However, adults, even though many adults can still learn very quickly, uh, some of them have not been part of the educational system for a while. They have not taken courses or they have not studied for a while. So for them, it might be a little bit more complicated to learn
1: mm-hmm. yes. a new language. That's right. So the last one is social, right? Yes. It's about that we are scared about public embarrassment, risk.
2: Yes, so, absolutely.
1: And, and about uh, people judgment, right? So we are scared about asking questions in the class because of, what you say before, right? so i don't I don't understand. I don't catch the same that my partners do, so I'm scared to ask, right,
2: yeah, one of the most common fears people have, even more common than the fear of death, is the fear of <laughs> speaking in public, yeah, I think we had discussed this probably in a previous yes, episode. It's scary for many people to speak in public now you have to speak in public in a language. You are learning. So you are aware you are not very fluent or you are not like your pronunciation might not be the best at the moment or your grammar might not be the best at the moment. So you become a little bit self-conscious and you get in your head and you stress out about that. Now That is a completely normal feeling. And um, yeah, th- that's something and that you, needs to be approached.
1: Yes, you anticipate what is going to happen. Oh, yeah. You ask something that yeah. may be anyone knows and maybe you can introduce the question and everything is going to be better of course yes
2: yes yes yes
1: so david what do you think are the four strategies for dealing with this all of fear and anxiety in language learning
2: okay one strategy to start is shift the way you are learning if Speaking in front of a group of people is hard for you. Try to look for opportunities or spaces when you can have one-on-one conversations. If you struggle with, I don't know, listening, so try to look for things that you like to practice listening. Try to look for ways that connect with your personality, that connect with the way you like to communicate or to establish communication with people and use that. Inevitably, however, you are going to feel a little bit anxious, that is normal, but you need to push yourself out of that zone of fear. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because if you push yourself out of that zone of fear, that's where progress yes. lays. Yes, that's where progress is. So maybe shifting your focus. Do you don't have to force yourself to speaking to speak in front of a public? You don't have to force yourself to maybe like sing a song in English, yes? So look for a way
1: or a space,
2: okay, or in the bathroom, <laughs> like by yourself, but not in front of <laughs> yes, a, yes, a yes. crowd, for example. So look for ways that connect more with who you are and how mm-hmm. you feel better, but, but also that push you a little bit to move forward, yes? It is gonna be uncomfortable. But always. you have to
1: get out of the comfort zone.
2: Yes, you have to get out, get out of the comfort zone. It's not gonna be 100% comfortable, it's not going to be like that, but it doesn't have to be like a traumatic experience either.
1: Yes. I, think. I have a question here. How can I know which is my hardest thing to do? Speaking, uh, listening or writing? How co- because I can say that I, 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 I heard my voice in my mind and I said, everything is going good. I talk very well. But how can I know, how can I realize which one of these skills is my hardest? Like, it's harder for me.
2: Okay, there are multiple ways you can know that. One of them is in your native language that like skills are transferable. So if you have difficulties at writing in your native language, uh, it is very possible that you're going to have difficulties at writing in English, okay. for example. So uh, those communication skills that are difficult for you in your native language are very likely difficult in the other language and there it's this is very positive because if you improve that skill in English you are also going to improve that yes as a consequence you are going to improve that in your native language uh, and the other aspect is uh, by getting feedback from a teacher or from a tutor you are going to be able to understand what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are so you can you, you can continue Improving on those areas that need are improving and also strengthening those areas that are already strong.
1: Okay. So what's, uh, what's the second?
2: Focus on the purpose. Yes. If you focus on every single word and the pronunciation of every single sentence, you are going to get very stressed and very anxious. Focus on what is beyond that. What is beyond, what is beyond that? Communication. Yes. You want to convey a message. It doesn't have to be perfect every time. Pronunciation grammar don't have to be perfect every time. Of course, you are going to gradually improve your pronunciation and grammar and fluency, but it's okay to make mistakes. So if you focus on, uh, of course, accuracy is important, but if you also focus on what you're saying on conveying your message, that is going to take the focus of what is incorrect And it's going to put the focus on what you are communicating to the other person.
1: Yes, that's true. The third one is?
2: The third one is feedback. (laughs) Feedback is very important. Working with a teacher or working with a tutor is essential. Even though on the internet you can find a million videos and a million tutorials like and everything can be found for free it is very very hard to find a person who has the experience to provide the feedback and identify and tell you okay this is what you need to improve this is how you can improve it okay and that's something only a tutor or a teacher can do if you have a mistake and you don't realize you have that mistake you will continue to repeat it until it, it fossilizes you until you just you do it so much you um, repeat that mistake so much that is going to get there and it's going to be impossible to unlearn.
1: Yes, that's Feedback
2: right. is v- super valuable here. Like whatever tiny thing that you can adjust, improve, enhance, there's going to be a tutor or a teacher that can help you with that.
1: If you haven't uh, listened to the interview that we had with Anne, Annie. Annie.
2: Uh, and Mackie, yes. Mackie. Great interview.
1: Go uh, after this episode because it's a very, very good She's a tutor or she's a teacher? Or... She
2: she is a language therapist. Oh,
1: my God. And better. she
2: focuses on teaching non-native English speakers uh, accent training and pronunciation training.
1: That's helpful feedback, right?
2: It is very helpful, yes.
1: So, if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, go now, please. Yes. Oh, this, the last strategy is a little bit hard, you know, because um, you need to, like... Uh, Feel comfortable or not. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't matter if you feel comfortable or not, but you have to like keep the control of your body, of your mouth. You have to make like try to make it slowly. So I don't know. This is harder for me.
2: I wouldn't say feel in control exactly because actually anxiety comes or appears when you want to control something that you cannot control yes so that's where you freak out right so uh, i think letting go let it go (laughs) yes that's what you have to do relax if you're gonna make mistakes it's okay you're gonna make a mistake that's okay you just keep on you continue communicating that's fine yes so don't try to control every single thing don't try to maybe predict what the other person is going to say so you're going to be prepared because you cannot predict what other people are going to say so letting go going with the flow relaxing and accepting i think embracing i like that i really like that work in the word in english embracing your mistakes integrating them as part of your process they are going to disappear with time but for the moment you have to make them part of you and your learning process
1: do you consider yourself as an overthinker
2: I absolutely, I am uh, an overthinker. Absolutely.
1: So that's harder for overthinkers. It right?
2: is harder for overthinkers. Yes. Um, but it is also a matter of training and repetition. Yes. yes? Uh, and, and if you train yourself to do th- something, even as an overthinker, eventually it becomes very easy. So easy that you don't have to think about it anymore.
1: So this, um, it's amazing because you know the conclusion. It's like you have to be open to making mistakes.
2: Yes, go make mistakes. Go, go make mistakes. go make mistakes, mistakes. Yes. and be okay with it. It's part of the process.
1: Part of the process. Uh, nobody's gonna judge you.
2: And if they do, who cares?
1: Mm, Overthinking. Who care. cares? Oh, it doesn't matter. Who gives a <laughs>
2: damn if they do? Yeah, people are going to judge you. If you learn, if they're going to judge you. If you don't learn, they're going to judge you. If you, <laughs> you learn English, your... yes. like, and if you learn Japanese instead of English, and if you're like, whatever you do, people are going to complain. So just you let You are them, the best. Yeah. You are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Just focus they're on yourself.
1: Talk. And you have to stay positive, right? Yes. And this is, I think, the most important conclusion that someone has ever given to me. And it's do not jump into conclusions that is what overthinking overthinkers do, right?
2: Yes, like projecting cas- catastrophic scenarios in your mind. Like,
1: <laughs> the oh worst. God, I'm
2: going to look so bad and people are going to laugh at me and I, I'm i going to look so You know, so make stupid. memories
1: <gasps> or yeah, jokes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like it, it's not real. It hasn't happened and you're there like making stuff up stuff up in your mind. It hasn't happened, it's not a real thing. You're making it up in your head. And if it happens, you're not gonna die. It's not the end of the world. No. Yes.
1: The worst thing that can happen is everyone is gonna laugh, maybe, but it's because they didn't know the answer to. So yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And do not try to do it perfectly. It doesn't have to be perfect.
2: Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction.
1: Oh, yes, I like that. Not
2: my words, not my words. These are the (laughs) words of somebody I interviewed for a different podcast uh, some time ago. Okay. But I think uh, that is a rule to live by. Imperfect action is better than perfect inaction.
1: Inaction, right. Yes. So thank you. That's everything for today, I think.
2: It is everything for today. Thank you very much, Paula. This topic, this topic was Paula's idea. Thank you. Yes, I hadn't <laughs> think about it. So kudos to you for that amazing topic. And maybe this is something we can cover more in depth in the future. Maybe bringing Definitely. on like a person who is an expert in psychology or managing anxiety, so they can help us uh, tackle this area. Because like there, are, there are so many things we can speak about. This, a lot of, like, yes. yeah, a lot of a lot of things to cover here. All right. That is everything for today. If you need more information on how to manage anxiety when you are learning a second language or when you're learning English, we are going to give you some links uh, in the show notes. So go to your favorite platform right now. You click on this episode and you're going to see the links there at the end of the description for um, additional information and make your life easier
1: don't forget to listen to the interview please it's amazing
2: yes interview with ann mackie she is she, she says that like be nice to yourself yes. making mistakes is okay all right that's all for today see you next one
0: see you next time bye, bye. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the fluent english pro podcast your ultimate resource to enhance your english skills Subscribe to our podcast to access new episodes and take your English skills to the next level. Feel free to contact us with any questions, suggestions, or specific topics you would like us to cover. Reach out at info at fluentenglishpro.com and visit fluentenglishpro.com for more resources. Until next time.